All right, here we go. Welcome back. Uh, this is only the important stuff. Uh, I appreciate you checking this out, everybody. Um, geez, we are on episode number 12 and having a, a fun guest, one of my brothers uh, that I grew up with, Mr. Brandon R. TSA, as uh, Siri likes to pronounce your name. Welcome to the pod. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. Couldn't uh, couldn't imagine anybody anybody else on right now, man. How how have things been? Y'all, you know, things are good. Life's good. It's busy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with family and as uh, the older we get, the cliche of uh, you know how fast time goes, but it's so true. Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, so look, like I, you've you've listened to a couple of these, I think. Uh, I've listened to every one. Okay. Well, you're a good friend. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So everybody gets a little intro. Are you ready for the background on who you are to everyone else? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm okay. kind of looking forward to it. All right. All right. So Brandon and I grew up together in Fairmont. Uh, we played football, basketball, base. I mean, nope. No, you played tennis. Yeah, real athletes. Yeah, you played tennis. Why did you play tennis? You know, it's a good question. I think I had some friends that played uh, <laughs> that I was, you know, I spent time, like Backer and I were good buddies and mm-hmm. at a younger age and, you know, that little Sally played tennis and I was like, well, I want to hang out with some buds. And Dwyer played tennis at the time until he wasn't good enough. Oh, this, um, is, this is new info. Oh, yeah. He played tennis. Okay. Um, and uh bj abel and you know my buddies that i was close with and then um i think they gave it up because they weren't as good and so then i just as good as you or just good uh both (laughs) okay (laughs) dwyer dwyer will claim he was good but he was he was pretty average yeah who won the pickleball match that you two had i will say we've had some pretty solid pickleball battles yeah um but i think i got the best of him i did break my racket or paddle i guess and was playing left-handed and we were playing pretty solid and then he realized i was playing left-handed and took offense to it which um i wasn't doing it as just (laughs) it was the only option because the paddle was broken one way so right kind of just so but no it's uh it's a blast i love pickleball yeah yeah yeah, I was, uh, you know, that's like one of those things that um, I think when I talk about with like people who didn't grow up with us, they're stunned that like half the athletes just didn't play baseball, right? Like Boro ran track, uh, you, Backer, Mansell played tennis, right? Like we had a lot of good athletes that just didn't play baseball, which is a weird deal. So why do you think that was? Do you I don't think know. that was part of our... Um, I mean, because now growing up and or growing up, spending time as an, a parent and kids that, you know, I think the feeder systems into youth athletics is uh, into, you know, very important. Um, nothing against the Kiwanis and what was his name, <laughs> Ralph or something. But like, was that part of the thing that it just didn't appeal to me that much? Baseball or maybe, I maybe, man, who knows? Right. Um, or you just couldn't hit that thing. I don't know. You couldn't hit that little white ball moving fast with a tiny little bat. You needed a big racket. I don't know <laughs> what it was. It's a good question. But yeah, I always, it, that was one of those things, man. It just always like stuck in my craw. 
Right. Especially because, like, we all grew up doing everything else together. And, like, spring came, Mm -hmm. everybody went and did something else. Right? Like, we didn't all stick together in that sport. So. Like, I couldn't imagine, um, you know, us playing, a few playing basketball, a couple wrestling, a couple, you know, of our close friends. So, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it is what it is. You know, uh, clearly I, I haven't gotten over it, obviously. You know, it's something I, can I, tell something you're I a think about a it, lot. But... Um, but no, speaking of baseball, you just did something cool baseball related. What'd you do? I did. What'd you... Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to attend my first World Series. So uh, flew out to Philadelphia. I actually flew into New York for a couple of days and then uh, spent uh, three games in Philadelphia. So got a chance to, uh, watch a world series and take in that environment. And, uh, you know, as someone that's not a, you're not a baseball, baseball yeah. fan. Yeah. Right. I mean, I enjoy it and I watch the twins in the summer when they're on, cause there's nothing else on or anything, but, right. <laughs> um, just the environment is, you know, is pretty electric. And yeah. so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Would, <sighs> Would you say like that's a better environment than like the Super Bowl? I was thinking about this well, as you were there because like the Super Bowl is a bunch of neutral fans. It's a neutral site. They're crazy expensive tickets. So I don't know. A lot of a lot of corporate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have not attended a Super Bowl to truly have the comparison. Sure. But I would I would contend that it's probably more because of the the home fields yeah. and you know that it was and it and, and that's definitely the case um you know that they're they're i mean it's just it's just electric because they're into every pitch yeah i mean literally every single pitch yeah um you know every pickoff throw is the loudest boo that mm-hmm. you know with houston would throw over <laughs> and just um you know it, it was just i mean which things are just part of the game that you don't you know during the regular season you don't think anything of that right are, just magnify. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the other interesting part is I found myself walking the, like the concourse thinking, what would this be like if it was at target field? Mm-hmm. Because no doubt it'd be 20 times more than a regular season game. Yeah. But I don't think it would have been to the degree of these, you know, Philly fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Metrodome 87 and 91 was pretty fucking intense true right that like, is true i mean that that was a huge home field advantage i don't know if it's because the astroturf made the balls almost unfieldable at times and just how loud it would get in there but i mean that 91 series like that's kind of legendary in baseball wasn't it because before. they could turn on fans and like reduce the ball flights and i don't know I don't know how I'm sort true of joking, that is. But... Yeah, like I have no idea yeah. if it's true. <laughs> it might be, right? I mean, like wind I matters. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, and they've reverse pressurized that thing, so who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I would like to think it would be, but it's hard to imagine. Yeah, you if you've been to a Minnesota sporting event after so 91 or 31 years out, right, of a championship, it's right. tough. That, Any of those environments. I mean, Clearly, the Metro would be starving for any type of championship environment. Right. So, I could be wrong. You know, it's just um, – but, yeah, it was it was fun. It was cool. Um, I, and you baseball uh, enthusiasts, this might 
be borderline offensive, but um, you know, like one and two or two games would have been enough. Sure. Going to three games was like, all right, I yeah. got it. I've been here three nights in a row. Um, well, that was your you know, plan, we, we, wasn't it? Originally? The plan was to go to was go, to go to three games, but then it got pushed back. So then I had to move my flight back and stay yeah. the extra night. So um, I think the extra night and you know in Philly, unless you're a true uh, history buff and you know there's just not a lot to do during the day you sit around and wait for an 8 p.m game it's right. uh it gets to be long gosh so i just remember when we were talking about you going because you knew you were going to go for a while right we were all rooting for the padres we wanted you to go to san diego right like they would have been the only team out of the nl or no they wouldn't them in philly after the first round like they would have been the two places you could go in the NL, and then if the Yankees made it, they would have been the road team, and you could have gone to New York. And your original thought was like, "I'll go to a game or two, and then scalp a ticket." If but. when it was the <clears throat> chance of becoming, if you know, if it would have been Dodgers Yankees at Yankee Stadium, I think I would have hard, have a hard time not scalping a ticket, right? Just because of the, I mean, the it would have been, I could have paid for a year of my kids college um with the ticket probably yeah you got to wonder what face value like what that would have resale value would have been on that right insane right. i bet um but no like i mean you're not a baseball diehard your first game you <laughs> we're texting like constantly you get to see five homers or no was it six no it was five most ever in a world five. series game second game you see the second no-hitter in a World Series. Third game was pretty nondescript. But, man, like, what a, like, welcome, right? Like, welcome to yeah. baseball. Like, that's insane. You know, lucky. Fucking lucky. You have one of yeah, my it bucket was cool. lists done. It was fun. And, you know, I think it, it was – it would be one of those things that if in my <laughs> lifetime there's another no-hitter in World Series, there's – obviously they're going to – bring it back to that game and say yeah. there hasn't been one since 2022. And at that point, it'll be cool for me to say, Oh yeah, I was at that game. Hell but yeah. other than that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dope, man. I'm, I'm jealous. We were all jealous. Nick and I were, I shouldn't say we all were Nick and I were very jealous that you were there, but such is life. Um, yep. Brandon is also, uh, my quote unquote twin. <laughs> In high school, I, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times you it got brought up to you, but like people thought we were brothers, which is weird. I, weird, why? Well, well, there we had a lot of difference. I mean, I, and, well, and I shouldn't say people is a lot of old men <laughs> that couldn't right. necessarily see straight, but they'd approach us in McDonald's and be like, "Oh, I had a twin," and we're like, "Well, we're not even brothers, we're not even related." Um, but True. no, like weird in that it almost always happened in football season, right? When you couldn't see our faces, right? You played defense primarily. I played offense. Mm-hmm. So we were never on the field at the same time. You were thicker than I was, obviously. I was a little taller. You had a different walk than I did. It's like, I, I just, I don't know. We were just two taller we, white men. But we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have completely different body styles. It's not like. You know, they they got me and uh, Dwyer mixed up. No, I get you it. Know, it. And 
and and we I think the thing that was interesting is we had similar flow. Right. Um, oh yeah, our hairstyles which, were almost always locked together, which is wild right. now. <laughs> which is, I mean, because you still have solid flow, and mine's heavily re- you know thinning. So I'm I'm jealous of you. Finally, oh um, don't even lie, though, don't lie. No, it, you fucking call me Aaron Rodgers or whoever the fuck, <laughs> like every chance well, you get. <laughs> but that's that's part of giving you a hard time about calling right. you a Raj with that long hairs because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm jealous of it. So. Being nice. Um, yeah. Then you went to college and you, you threw on 45, 50 pounds or however many pounds you put on. And I don't think anybody would have ever confused us as brothers then or twins. I should say not brothers, but twins. Um, you're also a big fan of biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd wear them all day if you could. You know, I I still wear bike shorts, <laughs> compression shorts. I just don't wear them without anything over top. <laughs> you know, when I work out and stuff, it's uh, I wear it. But back in the day of grade school, you know, I don't know. I don't think we could afford it, maybe. But I just rocked <laughs> the bike shorts without it. So you did, so that was to, it. Went that was to St. John V. You didn't wear those to church, right? Uh. Yes, because we went to church <laughs> as part of school. So, absolutely. Classic. That's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, also, like, I think one of his favorite snacks is munchies. No? Man, we're, this is this is good. We're hopping a lot of topics. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, well, the, I'm, we in, a, I'm in the highlights, Brandon. Well, this is good because there's a lot of things I want to comment on from, like, I literally had, like, a note. Uh, or two from each podcast of mm. things I want to be like, well, that's not true, or that's right, or that's, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so my ADD kind of appreciates you hopping around. This is good. Yeah, we're keeping it flowing. Um, why are you a fan of munchies? Well, they're a great Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> they are a great Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of tins and tubs of munchies. So, um you know, that's, man, it, this is, I think, real real quick, the reason I've thoroughly enjoyed this, your podcast is because I've been able to relate, and I know every guest, right. um, or at least familiar with them, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of your audience that will know this, and a lot that don't know, like, what the heck are they talking about with munchies, so, mm-hmm. um, but maybe that's the, the attraction of this podcast. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, yeah, so Brandon, you know, likes to ask people what they want for Christmas, and they better answer munchies. That's the bottom line. All right, there's an inside joke yep. there. Uh, we won't get into it too deeply, um, other than we'll just scratch the surface there. If you know, you know. Um, he's one of the founding members of the Moose Club. Man, we were dumb. We did a lot of really weird So things. dumb. Come up, we came up with a lot of just really stupid things that um oddly enough still connect us to this day for sure dude i still have the list (laughs) what was it the other day you said something and it was uh like a like c132s or something or something like that that, and you compared it to herbert right away and a moose and i'm like and i knew what you're talking about right away so So, uh so pretty cool some backstory in high school 
all of us. I don't know what prompted it. I, I couldn't tell you that, right? But for some reason, we decided to tell everyone that we all had pet moose. Wasn't and, there a wasn't there a like a moose um, like a moose club or something in Mankato that was going to be torn or something like that? That there was a like a like an elk club or something that was uh, might be a moose and we I I don't know. These are the things that. Um, Dwyer and Boro um, remember, and even Chad, like they just rattle off that <laughs> I have, I have no idea. But I mean, we got in, we got, so again, we, we told everyone we had pet moose and we, we went nuts. Like we, we did with everything. And, you know, we started like <laughs> assigning a, you know, a specific number of moose to certain people. There were different types that did different things. There was a big one that was a giant. His name was Herbert. He had three balls. Um, and we were, like, we went deep on it. And, like, so deep that people started to question whether or not we actually had moose. Like, some girls were it, like, are you guys, is this a joke? And we never let up off the bit. Yeah, it was... It was, it's not like just hearing you say it. I'm like, man, like if you told me it was another group of guys with these imaginary pet <laughs> moose, I would say, what a bunch of whack jobs. Like, um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that it consumed our life for a solid month <laughs> before we were on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so like, I, I remember telling my wife about the moose club and all our mooses. Even though, and I know that's not how you say that, right? Um, but that's what we did. But I was going to comment on that, that it didn't matter if you had one or two. Uh, you know, if you had multiple moose, it was mooses. Yeah, 100%. We didn't, we, we didn't speak correct English. But I was telling my wife about it, and I clearly thought she understood it was a joke. And I think like a month after we started dating, I brought it up again, and – or she mentioned it to a friend, and I had to, like, pull her aside later in the day. And I was like, look, honey, I, I was kidding. It was a joke. So you told her about this before you guys were married? Oh, for sure. Oh, that's a bold move. Yeah, well, look, I, you know, I got married later in life. Um, I knew who I was, sort of. Um, and if you couldn't ride with my friends, you weren't going to make it. So, like, she had to get – she had to understand the bits. True. But, I mean, you were living in Kentucky – um, so you're over one, you talk about imaginary moose. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she had to been like, what am I getting myself into? Well, she'd never but, been to Minnesota. She doesn't know if they just like walk around up there. Like, you know, like our deer do. She, she has no clue. All she thinks you know, of as is it's frozen. As I've gotten older and become a little bit more, not that I've done any type of extensive study on moose, but, um, how aggressive they can be and, and borderline dangerous. I mean, they're, they're assholes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and massive. Yeah. I don't think we realized that when we tried to tell people we had them. Um, I've seen, I saw some video of like up in Canada, one walking down a highway was bigger than a truck. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Like, get I mean, out you of can here. imagine hitting one of those with your car? No. no. I don't want to either. I don't think. <laughs> um, Brandon grew up on the rough side of Fairmont like me, you know, so he's hardcore. You know, we're, we're, he and I are kind of probably really the only two quote-unquote Northsiders in Fairmont. Everybody else is those sissy Southsiders. So I think there's a little connection there. 
you know, a, a, a familial, familiar bond of, you know, the hardcore streets of Fairmont, Minnesota. It was rough, man. I was on the, I grew up on the north side of the tracks. Yeah, you, um, you're even further north. Yeah, but, um, you know, and, and that brings up an interesting point. I mean, I'm curious for you, like, when you go back to Fairmont, um, because you have in the past, maybe not as much anymore, but, you know, what your just overall opinion, uh, I mean, we, we had a, we, it was a great place to grow up. We've mm. talked about that. I know Ben mentioned that, you know, the small town and, yeah. you know, but going back there now, and I don't mean that in a negative way against anybody that lives there or doesn't, but um, I mean, it's interesting. I couldn't imagine growing up there now, right? Um, just the access that you have to the outside world. We just didn't know any different. Right. Right. And, and I, I think a lot of the people that have, um, you know, that have moved back there and, done, you know, they're, they're fortunate they have a, you know, a group that they can kind of connect with. I mean, if four or five of us decided to all move back to Fairmont and live there, we'd, it'd be pretty. I forgot to hit record on the video. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. We're good. No, I mean, the podcast has been recording, so everybody will hear that. Oh, okay. That'll be weird. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, in case I ever decide to post a clip of this. Gotcha. You're well, like, I'm this fucking the... idiot. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, I we didn't know any different, right? But like going back there now, like knowing what else is out there, I, I personally, I would have been pining to like get out and like see more um, and, right. and experience more. But having lived in bigger cities as you have now and like for our kids, right. Especially sports wise, you know, I think we were blessed in the fact that we could have done whatever we wanted. You know what I mean? Like, what, in, in terms of what? Well, like, you know, like, you know, like Nick talks about his girls, like, and they have been like heavily invested in basketball for years right. now. Right. right. And they're still so young. And it's like I couldn't have imagined oh, sure. having to essentially choose so early like what you wanted to specialize in because you're complete competing against a thousand other kids right. for a spot. You 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 know, those schools like you know, you and, and why is that is at a whole nother level. I mm -hmm. mean it's but even in Mankato, um, you know, you do obviously see a lot less of the, the three sport athletes right. because in order to be you know, competitive or one of the top, it sometimes requires specialization. But. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, no, I mean, also Brandon is a big fan of watering tea boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Another left turn. Uh, he'll water any and every tea box he finds on a golf course um, through the course of urination. And if you have a problem with it, well, that's on you. You know, don't be offended by Find it. Find a different group to golf with. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that, you know, let, let's let's expand on that just a little bit real quick. If Absolutely. <laughs> so I think it it's become my bit um, because it's, A, convenient. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of times there's – 
you know, there's steps to walk over to a bathroom or like go back there behind that tree to pee on the golf course. You know, yep. like that's just, um, I mean, if you want to walk, I mean, I think it's ironic that you guys are like, well, just go over there and pee. I'm like, well, you're, you're using the cart to golf. Why are you talking to me about walking? So, uh, <laughs> I just thought of that by the way. Um, but, and then it's, then the fact that it's become convenient and now, um, the reaction is, I mean, my friends in Mankato, uh, that I golf with you guys, it's like, they just wait for it and they're like, Oh, there it is. You know? So it's uh, if I didn't get any reaction, I probably wouldn't do it too much anymore. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I I'm used to it. Right. I think I've seen your, uh, your dick. It's probably the second most seen dick I've ever seen in my life. Right. Outside of mine. Um, just from golfing sports, whatever, right? Like it, you, you never miss a chance. Um, and you're a hundred percent right. Like, I think you, so I'd be curious, right? Like in, in Mankato, right? You're golfing with people that didn't grow up with you. What was the first, like, what, what went through your head when you're like, you know what? I, I, I feel like I should do it to these guys. And how did they react? <laughs> well, it was a time that, had to pee and there was one of those places where it was a significant distance of say 20 yards away from the tee box to go way, walk away yeah um and and i you know i think sometimes like we've talked about with a golf game on how sometimes people take it too seriously yeah. and don't and don't manage their expectations i mean right. i enjoy golf a lot i love getting out with my friends and doing it mm. but um and i'm I've played enough that I'm, I can play with anybody, um, good and bad. I mean that, but you know, so it's, it's one of the best icebreakers when you're playing with a group and someone's so, you know, they're say they're even, even par and through 12 and all of a sudden they triple bogey and they're just pissed. It's a, it's a great way to be like, dude, relax. There's, I'm just going to pee on the tee box and, and, and especially why they're addressing the ball or something, because that that really just says, you know what, just hit it. Just go. Oh, what am, I mean, I think one of the yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a move, Brandon. Um, and one of the one of my favorite stories from that is at your bachelor party in Brookings, South Dakota. This is kind oh, yeah. of like at the peeing on tee boxes infancy. I feel like. Oh yeah, it definitely was. Um, I don't know if you'd done it much yet at that point in your illustrious tee box peeing career. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm teeing off. I don't know. You, I mean, you tell the story. You go for it. Well, so I Jeff was teeing off, and um, I had to to urinate, and. I, again, I, I don't know the specifics of the tee box or the layout of the, but, um, it was, there was no bathroom real near. So it, that, I began, like, you need to stop coming up, like throwing that out. If there was a bathroom on the tee box, you wouldn't use it. That's fair. <laughs> right. That's fair. Like it's um, just not worth in it. In some instances and this one, definitely not. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. So I did. So I began to pee. Um, and I don't know, you know, to me, peeing sometimes is kind of like, 
you know, if, if you go no hands, it's kind of like a roller coaster. It's a little more yeah. exciting. I um, in which Jeff had one of the best uh, reactions or, you know, to that is he took his golf club and flipped it over with the, I believe it was the, the grip side. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got to get grip on it, which, which is a bold move because I could have peed all over your grip. And yeah. I, I don't believe I did. No. And he just jabs my, my wiener to the point <laughs> that he just pushes it back into my shorts. And obviously you can't stop peeing right no. away. And it was an outstanding move. Not when you're going hands-free. You can't when interrupt you're going hands that hands No, nope, nope. And I couldn't. I mean, if I would have had hands on deck, it would have been, you know, pee on your grip or pee on you to play defense. But I had no idea it was coming, and it was, it was a really solid move on your part. Yeah, I mean, I'll still occasionally kind of like threaten the idea of that uh, if I feel like it might get on my leg or something. Um, yeah, you know, it's probably one of my prouder moments, right? As a which human I being. respect your move out of you now because when you do that, I'm like, boy, he's done that before. Yeah, he he could, that could happen again. <laughs> I'm an hour away from my yeah. house, right? Like I gotta, gotta <laughs> ride back to the house in, in wet pants. I don't want that. Uh, exactly. Oh, Christ. God. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're not comfortable with well, it, let's just, let's just get them over with. Should we hop into Butlin quick and yeah, fire away. I mean, is that uh, on your list? Well, it, it is. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wanted you to tell that story. Right. So yeah, big fan of Butlin. Um, not as big of a fan as someone else in our group, but you're, so, uh, yeah, you're visiting a buddy in college and what happens? Well, this is, this is a story that if I was told the story, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, the, the Ben Lieber story on K fan a couple of weeks ago, or, you know, and you're yeah. like, once you started digging into it or like people kind of did some research, you're like, that wasn't really true. Yeah, it was wives too. Um, yeah. So, this one, if I was told this story, I mean, I'm immediately going, that's funny, but I don't know if that's true. Like that, the chances of this being true are, are no. so slim. So having lived it just makes it one of the best stories. So um, with that said, I overhyped it possibly. Well, no. And so, yeah, we're, I don't think, go ahead. I think also like if, if you were just telling it, uh, and I know you've told it to like friends and, and part of them, like they probably have that doubt. Right. But most of the time it's told with the other person involved and they 100% corroborate everything you're saying. Like they don't try to like <laughs> pretend it didn't happen. And they're, you know, it just, it, it's a fact of life and yeah, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. This certainly is not a story that you know, I, I caught a fish and it was this big versus this big. And no. it was a bullhead, actually not a bass and just exaggerated. I mean, so with that said, I'll die. So, you know, we were, I forget the, I believe, I don't know if it was around holiday time or whatever we on break, but um, you know, Jeff, you were not there, but I don't believe, but no. um, we went up, I stopped and picked up Nick and Gus Davis and drove up to St. Thomas and yep. spend a couple nights <clears throat> with, um, the boys up there and you know we we had a good time and had cocktails and par house party at the at their house and mm -hmm. backer went to the bar and we determined that you know because we were just responsible guys that let's just there's no need to go to the bar at this point um so finally dwyer and i are like well we're going to bed and of course at that time we didn't plan on 
Sleeping. Where are we going to bed? There was no, no. air beds. There was no planning. There no. was no nothing. You know, it was just, you know, a thought process. Well, here's a queen bed and backer's gone and Dwyer and I are guests. Let's take it. So we did. Yep. And we're, we're laying in there and, you know, we're, we're kind of catching up on just life. You know, we're, yeah. you know, what, what are things like in school and what's going on at Gus yeah. Davis? Yeah, exactly. And, um, so we're laying on our backs and it's pitch dark in there mm-hmm. and it's, we're just laying there and talking and, and, and for some reason my butt itched. Um, so I kind of scratched my butt a little bit. You got to. And, got to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, there's a, as I'm scratching, I'm like, eh, the piece like butt lint there. So I grabbed the, <laughs> so I grabbed the butt lint and we're still talking. And, um, and I'm kind of like rolling it in my fingers a little Mm -hmm. bit as we're talking and Dwyer has no clue. And he's Dwyer's laying right next to me and we're both on our backs with pitch dark. He has no idea that I've even scratched my butt unless he maybe felt some movement or something. But, um, and he's in the middle of a sentence and I take the butt lint and I throw it up in the air. Um, which looking back, I probably was like, be kind of cool if it like hit him in the head or something okay but, i was gonna ask like were you trying to like hit him because i it, don't think i was i don't think i was not trying to hit okay him. i don't think i was like oh i'm gonna try to hit him this is but as i'm kind of in the process of throwing i would say that i was like oh i'll just aim for him probably um and in which he's in the middle of telling me you know talking and i throw it up and i mean i throw it high uh, you know what i can tell with pitch black and he's talking all of a sudden, <laughs> it lands in his mouth and goes to the back of his mouth, like in his throat, in which he realizes. And then I don't know if I told him or if he realized what it was at that point. But he's, well, why would he realize? And then he's, I don't know. That's true. Um, <laughs> and then he's doing everything he can not to swallow it because he knows what it is now. And so it, you know how it is, like it's so far in the back of his throat that, I mean, it's it's gone. virtually swallowed. Yeah. It's gone unless you're gonna, and he's trying his damnedest not to swallow <laughs> this, and that didn't happen. He swallows it and he just doesn't say a word to me. Just gets up <laughs> and walks right into the bathroom and just starts scrubbing his teeth and for. And to the point that he's in there for like 10 minutes scrubbing his teeth and I'm dying laughing, like <laughs> crying because he ate my butt lint. Yeah. And, and then I walk in there and I looked at him. I'm like, Hey, like almost kind of checking on him. And he's still just aggressively scrubbing his teeth. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at me like he wanted to kill me. And I just turned and went back in the bed and yeah. So I mean, the chances of me throwing in the air, his mouth being open, even wide enough remote for the butt of, and then it going in there, um, it's it's legendary. So it's just, uh, yeah, as you said, the odds of all of that occurring are so slim. Um, yeah, and I mean, like now, like thinking back, like thank God you got good aim, man. Like that was just as likely to hit you or land in your mouth. Uh, as it was his, I think I knew I wasn't going to throw it straight up and hit myself, okay. but 
Um, who knows? I mean, I, it, <laughs> I was, we were 21 years old and a lot it of had been drinking. Who yeah. knows? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, Dwyer's whole, like trying to fight it. It's like, man, the damage is done. Get it over with. Right. Right. It's like what yeah, I tell but, Jack, like if you're eating something you don't like, just chew it, swallow it, get it over with. And if you would have ate my butler, <clears throat> Jeff, it would still be a great story. hundred percent. But, but the reaction the would have been different. Nick, Right, like, right. <laughs> like Nick, correct Nick had the best reaction. I think everybody else, Chuck, Backer, but like all of us would have like started punching you, <laughs> like, oh yeah, so upset. And Nick's just like, "Fuck it, gotta go brush my teeth." I got, I gotta address this, <laughs> this butlet in my mouth first. So, yep, that's, that's the oh. legendary butlin story. That is one hundred percent true. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to bookmark that. Like, I think it started at like 32 minutes. Uh, yeah, no, it's fucking, it's incredible. Um, also, Brandon is going to uh, bankrupt FanDuel with me. Oh, I mean, man, it's so fun. It's, yeah, like. I know. listened to your pod with, with your brother, and I didn't realize until that the magnitude of different things you have going on yeah oh i had one tonight we had one tonight five dollar bet it was like gonna be a i think it was gonna be a like a 980 dollar payout um you know we're going we're being real stupid now because we're up right and we're just trying to get like even more up right um but you know we had like we had the under you know we're doing like multiple like anytime touchdown scores and somebody threw out like Panthers won't score a touchdown, which like the odds on that were like plus 900, right? So we had like a plus 22,000 uh, odd on tonight, but obviously didn't hit. But it's fun, man. Like I wouldn't have watched any of that game and or cared at all. Um, and then they scored, right? And then it's like, okay, now I'm done watching. But yeah, it's we, we have a lot going, but I, I mean ours, I'm just super excited about ours because we're going to hit another one, right? We're already up. We're bankrolled the rest of the year. We're going to hit another one. I know we are. And the payouts on those have so far all been like 5000 plus. What do we do then? Right? Do we yep. take a small payout or do we just roll it and try and turn, you know, instead of an $80 bet, make them 800 and turn them into like a, you know, well, I think your optimism is is um, I mean it's appreciated. Um, we'll do it. We're gonna do it. Okay, okay. Um, in my opinion, if we hit something like that, it's uh, you know send everybody you know a couple hundred bucks or five hundred, depending what it is, sure. and then still allow us some um, you know house money to play with. But I, th- in my opinion, that's you know because you, we at what point do we just keep not doing that to the point that we have thousand dollar parlay bets? I mean, that'd be a good problem to have, but hell yeah, not very, not very likely. No. Well, and I also do wonder if like they would accept them. I bet they would. Cause the odds are so crazy. I bet they would. Cause they're still crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. It's kind of, to me, it's kind of like, I don't play fantasy football anymore. No. And that was, the whole fantasy football craze. And I know some people still do, but the reason people liked fantasy football is because, you know, on Thursday night, you'd watch Atlanta and Carolina 
because you had a player playing or playing against somebody. I mean, I don't do that, but it's got the same effect. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I mentioned it, um, I think with Justin, but also with Ben, um, that it's, it's like gotten me more engaged in sports or in the games that I truly just don't give a shit about. Right. Like sure. I, I don't care at all about Panthers Falcons, but I was watching every play cause wanted to see if a touchdown was scored. Right. And it's fun. It's fun when you have something on it or when there's something on the line. Absolutely. No, I, uh, it's fun. And, and you know, we're not, um, getting carried away. You know, we started with a $2 bet and now we're playing with house money. So, um, yeah, for me it, it is, it's fun. And it's, it's, uh, it keeps us obviously anything us idiots as friends have stuff to talk about and mm-hmm. converse about, but also, uh, you know, keeping us interested in, in sports. So for sure. And I mean, you, you sound skeptical that we'll hit another one. Like we've hit two in the other group that I'm in already. Like we're going to like it. The NFL is not that great. Assuming we don't do stupid shit, right? Like, cause we haven't done anything crazy on ours yet. Right. They're just larger bets. So they're going to have a larger payout. Um, you know, we're, we're picking right. spreads. Not and over. super far fetched no. odds bets. No. no. Yep. So yep. I, I am confident we'll hit another one. Um, yeah. And then I look forward to that group chat where you and Ben start fighting over what to do. <laughs> he, I mean, you said nothing too far-fetched, but, I mean, Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown, do we want to bring that one? I, what's wrong with it? It's not you know that what? crazy. He's a, run, he's a running quarterback. I will say this, though, too, is, um, is Ben's got a very high percentage. See? Like, he does. So, um that one I thought was really dumb, and I can say that now because it didn't hit, and I, I know he'll listen to this. So, um, Ben, that was a really stupid bet. But next time you just want to take our money and throw it away, just tell me so we can just do that. But with that said, he's really good, and he's and he's such a good dude, and it's fun um, to have him as part of it. So. I, told you, I, I said that, right? It's one of my, one of my favorite things is like – because that's you. In a, like what you just said – is you in a nutshell, right? Like you, you will, you never miss an opportunity to call out. Like I was right, you were wrong, right? Um, right. Like the Gophers game when yes. you guys when when you know when when I said the Gophers are favored by four against Penn State on national TV in a whiteout game, and they just, oh, uh, I mean, like why don't we why don't we bet some money on this and make some money and. And you guys are like, oh, I don't know. We got got to row the boat. I think it's going to be a good game. And and we, again, hindsight is it makes it easy. So the fact that I brought it up and then I can give you a hard time for it. Yeah, yeah I'll take. I mean, look, that, that's the game, right? Like, never miss an opportunity to show everyone that you were right and you know what you're talking about, right? Especially when we're talking sports gambling, when we're you know doing something. Like, if I throw out like a prediction, like. Vikings are going to win this weekend, uh, thirty-five to fourteen, and that score is correct. Uh, you can bet your ass I'm going to fucking clip this and post it everywhere I possibly can. But right. I want nothing. Like I'm fearful of like I don't want to take any late bets because um, if they're all in line and it comes down to mine, I'm 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 sweating bullets. Oh because- sure. 
and I just and I would deserve. We all would, you know. It's obviously a good fun. But, so uh, I've I I had one right um, in our other group on, on a Saturday parlay. Everybody else hit right, and I picked a late game. Kind of thinking, all right, somebody else will miss before me, and then mine comes up, and it doesn't hit, and I'm just I feel like you know you feel like an ass. Like By the it. way, the Panthers Panthers just scored again. So not only do they have, they have multiple touchdowns, but you were way off. We took a flyer. No, see that, no, and I that's that's the that's wrong mindset, betting. right? Is like you got to look for the crazy and hope the crazy hat, right? Like, what if you had bet five Phillies home runs at that game you were at? Unlikely, but I bet the odds are crazy. Well, do you know a guy had the no hitter? That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Like that, there would be a no hitter. Well, well yeah, and, we. Oh, that's why you had me look it up. Right. Yeah, seventy five hundred to one. Right. Or seventy. So I mean, so plus seventy five hundred. That's a ton of fucking money. Right. So yeah, it's uh, I mean that that's the joys of it, and it's fun. That I mean, honestly, I I love it because it it gives us something to talk about. It, we watch games that we didn't care about, um, but sure. the you know, razzing each other is just as much fun as winning money. I'll be honest. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Right. Like it's, we're free rolling now. Right. It'd be, I think it'd be different if we had decided, all right, let's do this. And we're four or five weeks in and we're down and we, we can't hit anything and we're barely getting halfway there, but we, you know, we hit so early. It's like, psh, now it's just right. House money, man. Let's go. Like, let's see if we can break the bank. Um, yeah. Yeah. Moving off that, even though I don't want to, I think we, you and I could probably talk sports gambling all day. Uh, you're not a dog guy, and I don't know why, and I want to fight That's you That's not true. It. You don't want to have a dog in your house. I would love to have a dog in my house. I love dogs. I grew up with dogs. I never, as a child, I never did not have a dog. Well, we've all um, told you to get one. Go get one. Just go get a dog. <laughs> but not hard. my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle Oh, is it's a ball not conducive to a dog. Dude, <laughs> we're we're gone. We travel I all know. the time. Otherwise, we would absolutely love. Trust me, my my girls ask all the time. Um, the nice part is my neighbors got a dog not too long ago, so I just say go play with that dog. And there's another dog. It's I love dogs. Yeah, it's just um, we got to get you one. My wife, my wife would feel awful every day about just leaving the dog home alone, which is part of being a dog, but. Yeah, um, you know our schedules of all right. Someone's got to go home and let the dog out, and we're gone this weekend. It's, um, yeah, it's. I love dogs. Um, I'm not a cat person. I know. I mean, you, you and Chuck, and you know, you've had cats, and mm-hmm. um, that that's fine. I, I, I just they're just not my cup of tea. Yeah, and they weren't mine either. Uh, I fought against it for a long time. You know, my wife. She's a. Uh... I mean, you guys, you guys basically have a, like a petting zoo at your house. Yeah. Well, currently it's, it's a bit much. Um, (laughs) I I acknowledge that. Like, you know, it, it, Dave and Tina are, you know, 200 pounds of dog and they're not done growing. And Winston is deaf and blind. So that's fun. And then you got the cat who's just, you know, trying to exist in a corner Mm -hmm. and, and not get picked up by Dave or Tina. Um, yeah, so it's a lot right now. I, I think it'll calm down as they get out of puppy stage and, you know, unfortunately Winston passes away, but it'll, 
yeah, they're they're just fun, man. Like they they bring us a shit ton of joy. I mean, you know that, right? Like they just bring you a bunch oh, of joy. Sure. Like you walk in the house and they're they're both just sitting there, like, hey, what's up, man? Like, let's go play, right? Um, and and that that part you said about Winston <laughs> is probably almost as much as our schedule. The reason why we don't have a dog. Sure. My wife just she that I mean, it's inevitable. And I and I told her, I said, would you rather? I mean, you, it's inevitable piece, but think about call it 10, 12, 14 years of memories with it. You know, mm-hmm. to me, that offsets the inevitable of what's to come. But it's, For sure. uh, she just says, nope, it's not, I've been through that and I watched it. And um, it's another reason that this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun when it's at the end. But, yeah, the 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 years prior to that, you know, in my opinion, definitely make it worse. Especially when you see them with your kids. Oh, for sure. Right. Like our, our kids love it. God, they're just so good with kids and yeah, it's tough to beat and it's tough to, tough to, you know, recreate that experience for, for a kid. Um, but anyways, we don't have to talk about dogs and all that shit. Like let's get into some, some meaty stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> just the important stuff, right? Only the important stuff. Okay. Um, so Brandon played football. In high school and in college, what you played? You played at SDSU, line, weak side linebacker. Uh yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, weak side linebacker. Uh no, strong side. You were strong. A little okay. bit of both. Yep. Okay. 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 All right. Um, and, and obviously, I think there's like a hundred directions I could go with this, right? But first, like, how was it going to the dumb school in the NCC? <laughs> Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You mean the, the the one that's number one in the nation right now? That one? Yes. Okay. Yes. My bad. I just want to make sure. No, no I'm, I'm kidding. Obviously, <laughs> the dumb school was St. Cloud State. We all know that. We all know that. All right. Um, no, first, I the think Harvard, like, like South, Dakota State, South Dakota State is known as the Harvard of the Prairie. I mean, okay. it's very challenging academically. And Augustana is the Harvard of Sioux Falls. <laughs> right uh yeah. and i think usd is the harvard of vermilion <laughs> yeah exactly. uh no like so like you know why did you choose to go so like why did you choose to go to stsu like what was the recruiting process like like what went into that decision sure. for you where you know did you think about going anywhere else you know i i was fortunate that you know probably i would say probably about my sophomore year in high school um, I knew that football was my primary sport. Yeah. Um, you know, I loved, I loved basketball still. I loved playing. I grew up playing it. My, you know, all of you guys and my best friends played it. Um, I mean, tennis was like, uh Oh, tennis starts tomorrow. And I have no idea where my rackets are. I haven't touched them <laughs> since. I mean, true. That literally happened every year. I'm I don't like, know. I have no that. idea where they're at. I have practice today. Yep. Um, and, but I was fortunate that I knew football was kind of my, um, you know, my, my path in terms of, you know, if I wanted to play at the next level, Mm -hmm. what level that was at that point, I didn't really know. Um, you know, and I was, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have high school success and, and, um, kind of fit the mold of the next level in terms of size and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, and, and then just was fortunate with, you know, I, I think when I look there, I, I 
I went on recruiting visits. I went to NDSU on recruiting visit. I went to uh, Augustana on recruiting visit, South Dakota State. Um, you know, Montana State was the point was wanting me to come there. Um, the Gophers had sent me some stuff a little bit on a walk-on spot. Could and it just was like, um, yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Not to interrupt your <laughs> no, train of well thought. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, and, you know, so I think it was, for me, you know, I went on my recruiting visit, and, and really it came down to North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and Augustana. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. Yeah. Um, and – I went on my recruiting visit to Brookings first. Mm-hmm. And I remember and I remember driving by Brookings for and when you no, I went to the Brookings exit and it says like literally right there it says Fargo, like two hundred and forty miles. And I'm like, Oh boy, that's a long ways yet. Um Yeah. You know, and we're already two two and a half hours from from home and, and so that was that was a big piece of it. Um, North Coast State at that time also had literally had AstroTurf in the Fargo Dome. And I was just like, oh, man, that, I, didn't, I don't like play. It was just wear and tear on your body and stuff. And it was just a combination of – and I remember thinking, you know, it was like 30 degrees or 25 degrees in Brookings, and it was like zero in Fargo at the time. It was – normally it's not that big of a swing, but – just those things and just the coaches and stuff. And so I kind of eliminated North Dakota state and I was down to Augustana actually in South Dakota state. And it was just, um, for me, it was just a better fit and mm-hmm. uh, a place that I knew I could come in. And um, I was lucky that I played early in my yeah. career and um, you know, so it ended up working out really well for me. So that was kind of, you know, I always tell, people and they ask me, you know, what was it like? What was it, you know, and the importance of doing visits and, and understanding coaches, but also understanding the schools because coaches can be gone. You know? yeah. So understand that the coach and the organization, yeah. you know, the, the, the campus and the community and all those things are, are really important. Yeah. And I mean, they're, yeah, they're totally different fields too. Um, yeah. Augie and SDSU, like SDSU feels like a college college like the traditional college experience augie's you know it was, it's good but back then uh yeah i probably would have slapped you if you went there right like the football fields you know on the other side of town it's shared with the high school you know it, it didn't feel like a college right. experience and the games truly weren't that either and then obviously they weren't very good back then they're very good right as well uh might have you probably would have been a stud there but yeah it just it it was not a football school, but, um, it, you know, my brother and I were talking about that, right? Like that conference back then, right. And just how oh, it was, legit it was, it was. yeah, dude, like what were some of your like best memories from that? And like, how do you look at it now? Right. Like seeing all these teams taking that next step yeah. and going to the next level. Like, what are your thoughts on all that? You know, I, I still follow uh, South Dakota State football. Um, you know, I I graduated, I yeah. <laughs> and and I after graduating, I spent uh, eight more years ish, yeah, nine more years in in Brookings, and um, you know, had season tickets and tailgated and stuff. And um, you can't help but to be a little call it jealous of 
I mean, their stadium, the indoor practice facility, all those things. So to me, yes. there's always that balance between when you leave <laughs> a place and you look back and think, boy, that would have been cool to have that, or we didn't have that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's part of um, a legacy of, and not saying that, but leaving you know place better than you found it. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's been really fun to follow because it's, um, I mean, obviously they're, they're the number one team in the country right now and just beat North Dakota state not a couple of weeks ago for the third straight year um, for the Dakota marker, you know, it's, they've got them in the playoffs and what they've done, but it's been fun to watch. It's yeah. been fun to go back to, and I'm still involved with the Jackrabbit football players association. It's a very growing organization. Um, that's, that's done a lot for the program. Like they just bought the white helmets, as an alternate for, mm-hmm. you know, those things and stuff. So it's, uh, it's fun. It's, it's enjoyed, you know, I, I was fortunate. I had a, I had a, I had a good career and no, no major injuries. I played a lot and met some great people. And, yeah. um, you know, I think because of that, I, I'm still engaged to the point that I watch them on Saturdays. Sure. So like, you know, they've had success and DSU had, had success. Right. And I think I said this on my, when I had my brother on, right. Was that it, uh, it was a bit of validation, right? Like for, for me knowing like, sure we were playing it, Cause I don't think personally, um, I don't think it's much different now. Right. I think that they were always that good, like the athletes that went there. Right. And we were just, and, or those schools were just classified wrong. Right. Cause when you go down South, there's a D one school in every other town. Right. Whereas like up here, it was the U and then a bunch of D2 schools, but they got a bunch of great players there, right? And, you know, it has proven out by the fact that, like, when SDSU, NDSU, like, they go play these, you know, bowl conference teams, and they beat the piss out of them, right? Crying out loud, like, North Dakota State was favored on the road at Arizona earlier this year, right? I mean, they lost, but... And South Dakota State lost at Iowa this year, and they're saying that that was... I mean, that's their only loss, and it's... I wouldn't say they're embarrassed by it, but I mean, there's there's no moral victory. They were like, we we were the better team. We should right. have won that game. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right. And so it's like you know a little bit of like, yeah, you know, like we weren't. I don't know. I just kind of like puffed my chest up at it a little bit, right? Like, yeah, sure. You know, like we 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 competed at that level, right? It just wasn't I, classified at that at that time. I don't I don't disagree with that piece. <clears throat> Um, I don't know if it's, in my opinion, I think it's like, I watch, I watch them play now and it's a different game. Um, sure. you know, the old NCC was very physical. It was, there was a lot of it at that time was three yards in a cloud of dust and, yeah. you know, um, some big neck rolls and, and, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a different game now. And I was talking to, uh, defensive coordinator not too long ago at South Dakota State and they're like it's just different I mean our safeties would now be you know back when we played were the linebackers I played linebacker those guys probably would play D end and and yeah. play D line just because it's it's all about speed and it's all about um for sure you know just it's a faster game so I mean we certainly I mean I played with guys that went to the NFL and you know we had coach right. we had scouts in our practices and stuff because we but you know, it would be like, okay, we got two or three guys, and now they have seven or eight that yep. 
are trying that are yeah. getting looked at. Yeah. Well, and I think like their leap and then their success has brought in them, you know, more oh, talent, sure. right? Like that's just natural. Um, but yeah, like the game's going to change. No doubt about that. Right. Like that's just the yeah. way it goes. Right. Like in baseball, they just, everybody throws harder now. Everybody tries to hit right. bombs all the time. You know, like the baseball I grew up playing doesn't get played really anymore. You know, it's sure. Throw right. as hard as you can and hit it as far as you can. By the way, um, real quick, the baseball piece. I mean, that was really cool having uh, Ross on. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, you, I, you, know, your, your pods have gotten um, your production and your pods. You can tell <laughs> you've gotten more comfortable. Um, yeah, and I think it's really cool because some of the people that you have on, and this probably sounds bad, we're we're way more entertaining than I thought. Sure. Um, I mean, I knew Rocky would be good. Yeah. I knew he'd be entertaining, <laughs> but, but he was outstanding. Just, I mean, cause I mean, I know Rocky, he's got a big heart. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. I consider him a good friend, but you know, like just talking about some of those things, going back to the whole purpose of this um, is, is really cool. I mean, so <clears throat> one question I have as I, cause I switched gears in there again is why, I mean, opening it up with Dwyer was a good friend move. <laughs> but probably not the best move for, you know, capturing your audience. Would you agree? No. Yes. <laughs> right. Like I get I'm what kidding. I know. I mean, like that's fair. Right. Um, you know, look him, Chuck, like, you know, and don't think for a second. I didn't like think about that way more than I should have. Right. Like is somebody oh, going to get like butt hurt? that I didn't ask them to be on before. Right. Um, and like, honestly, like, like I just knew Nick and I, cause we, you know, just like we do, right. Like we've had so many conversations. I knew I could carry on a conversation with him regardless right. of how I was. Obviously. Doing, no, right? he was, I'm totally kidding. But. And well, and part of it was for me, right. Like a comfort level because I was, it was the first one I was doing with a guest. Right. And I, you know, as you've said, it's been, you know, they, they've, they've been more entertaining than you expected. And I think part of that uh, is just me getting more comfortable doing this as opposed to, uh, you know, as I texted you, right? Like instead of interviewing people, because I don't want to do that, right? I just right. I want to talk to my friends and have it out there for people to listen to. And then, you know, look, someday my kids can listen to it and they can hear these stories in, in my voice and our voices. Well, I kind of waited to be like, all right, what am I going to get the nod here? But then, you know, and you get, but it makes <laughs> sense now because you, you know, it's like in my business and our line, like if I'm going to try something, I'm not trying it on my top clients or, right. you know, hey, like you I, I need, I need to polish and make sure I'm ready to go and I'm confident <laughs> before I go to my A client. So I, I'm assuming that you wanted to make sure before you had a guest of my caliber that you knew what you were doing. Yeah. So that's fair. Well, and like, look, you wouldn't have agreed to be first, right? You'd been like, no, 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 I'm not going to be your guinea pig. But Lint isn't getting rolled out on episode number one, right? Oh, I get what you did there. Rolled out. Okay. <laughs> Caught it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, no, like, but... Ross brought this up and it was a great question. Cause like I, you know, I, I never put much thought into it because when you're in the moment, you're in the moment. 
But what was like the biggest adjustment for you going from high school to college from a football standpoint? Like what was the thing that stood out where you're just like, holy shit, like should I be here or I'm, I I I know I'm good enough to be here. Like whatever that may be. You know, I think if it's, to me, there's always a balance um, because, you know, when you came in, you know, I, I, we were at, we had a good team and I had a good high school career. Everyone's this one of their best players on their high school team at that level. Yeah. You know, at, if your division, you know, a good division two team or uh, program or division one team, I mean, you're, unless you're at, you know, like we said before, a YZ and you have, mm-hmm. you know, all the starting or Hopkins and your starting five is going division one from basketball. Um, right. But you know, at, at that point, it's, it's, everyone was one of their best players on the high school team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the balance of having confidence, but also some humility of saying, I'm, you know, I, I got to work here, you know, yeah. like it's, this mm-hmm. is not imagined. And, and the ones that came in and just thought they were going to dominate right away because they were good. Many of those didn't last. Right. Um, you know, so for me, it was the mentality um, was a big part. I, you know, it's a grind and I, and you know, I see it every day with my wife's job and stuff. Like it's, it's not easy. Um, and if you love the game, you wouldn't trade it. I was fortunate that I didn't, you know, I love playing football and I never had, I never allowed myself or even to say, I don't know if this is for me. Um, mostly because I wouldn't be able to afford school without it, but it was also, you know, I think of the obvious things is the, the size and the speed. Um, yeah. But as much, I think just the mental side and, and especially in today's day and age too, it's like, you just have to put yourself in a position. I mean, if you're there, you're, you're there because they think you can help them. Yep. Um, so you probably have the skill set. And I, I remember coming into my first practice. Um, I'm an outside linebacker playing strong side linebacker. So I'm on the tight end. And lined up across from me is Steve Hyden, who is played nine years in the NFL, um, mm-hmm. was drafted by the Chargers, played there. He, he now is a coach with Arizona, mm-hmm. um, the Cardinals, and played for the Browns. And, you know, he's 6'5", 260, and ran. And, and I'm like, this is what college – this is what I have to – you know. Right. And he was on the upper echelon, obviously, because he went to sure. the league. But um, – and he's got scouts at every practice. Yeah. So – you know, like what, what am I going to do to slow this guy down? So I don't get my ass chewed, but at the same time, um, you know, try to give him a, call it a respectful look to make him, you know, better for the week. I mean, yeah. Are you kidding me? So, uh, you know, I think that was a big, that was the hardest part is just, you know, and I mean, I, I came in at probably 190 pounds, 200 pounds, 200 probably. Mm -hmm. Um, and was probably 220 by the end of my first year and played that about 225 and stuff at that point. So it's just, it's a different game, the size, the speed, the physicality, and you know, um, it's an adjustment for sure. There's a reason it, there's a reason in our day and age, everyone redshirted. Yeah. They just, they just were because most of the kids coming out of high school didn't have the lifting programs, didn't have the training programs, didn't have the stuff that, that they do now. I mean, I see some of these kids that sign and I'm like, Oh, he's a O lineman and he's six, six, three Oh five. And I'm like, our linemen that came in were six, six, 
275 and we'll get him to 305. Yeah. You know, so sure. that that was probably the some of the biggest just adjustments. Um but you know, then like I said, then you start to realize you're here for a reason. For sure. Yeah. Well, and you 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 know, you'll you have a a moment. Whatever that may be, right? Like you you make a you bust through the line, you you tackle a running back for a loss or you know, you strike out you know, in my case, you strike out an upperclassman, you know, during fall ball or, you know, you do something and you're like, all right, you know, I can hang, right? And you, yep. you just get to work, right? And I don't know. I mean, I know, like, because we played together, right? Like in football, it we had a system, but I didn't know much about football, if that makes sense, right? I knew what I had right. to do on my plays – Right. And it was the same in baseball, right? Like I, I didn't know shit about baseball. And so like when I got to college, like I had to learn how to play baseball. Right. right? And like what mattered when, you know, when you can throw certain pitches when you can't. And was there an adjustment like that for you at that level? Obviously I know the game gets more complicated the more and more, you know, you go up. I, I get that. But like, was, was that like kind of like eye opening to you? Like, man, like, cause what did we run? Oh, for sure. Like we had, five down linemen and you know you and tg or you and what was it core you know clunder when we were, clunder when we were or, seniors. Uh, or nick or nick banks yeah like yep. we, you, we had two linebackers right and five down linemen like that wasn't it's not a common college scheme right <laughs> right so like was you there know, it, an adjustment yeah. like that for you like just be, be, man i don't know anything about football you know, you, you hit on it when you were talking to uh, Ross about that and, you know, about understanding the game. And honestly, when you said that to him, I'm like, oh, that's totally true. I did the same thing because, you know, in high school football, it was, you know, our plays were here and it was a blitz of there. There was no gap assignments. There was no, you know, forcing something here, bouncing something out there right. and then fitting in and understanding the system and knowing <clears throat> it was – I'm going to, I have instincts. I'm going to read and I'm going to go make a play. Yeah. That's what it was. And, and so, you know, I think for me, when I got to college, it was again, the balance of, you know, that I think that's what I saw some guys do be, of becoming a robot in a system Sure. Ver, versus just, well, the system said I had to go here. And in the end of the day, you just go play. You got to go play, yeah. but you have to play within the system and understand that. And that was a huge part of, and especially of linebackers. I mean, you got to know what's going on in front of you. You got to know what's going on behind you. You got to know. And mm -hmm. so without a doubt, that was a huge, that was a big piece of just understanding. Um, you know, I still watch football and, I, you know, my dad will just, I hate this prevent defense. And I'm like, yeah, you don't understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Like I understand people do, but just, you know, it's helped me a ton just to understand mm -hmm. the game and, and, you know, obviously at another level. So aside from your dad, does that like piss you off? Right. Like when, when people who don't understand what is maybe trying to occur, like chime in with shit like that. It's kind of, I wouldn't say piss me off, but it's just like how sometimes people can be so adamant about that where they're like, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, like, what do you do? I just can't believe you'd miss. It. And it's like, well, that wasn't even their job. That yeah. wasn't. So absolutely. It's just, um, because you do, you, you view things differently. For sure. Um, and it, it's no different than me going to these baseball games and being like, 
you know, you baseball guys, like, you know, I hear the announcer saying, oh, they, I mean, this would be, a, this is a situation they're going to be looking for a bunt. And it's like, well, here's a bunt. I'm like, well, they should have just hit a double into the gap. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the same thing. Like, I didn't, I don't see those situations sometimes besides real obvious ones of the yeah. game where yeah. um, in football you definitely do. Right. Yeah. That was one of the biggest eye opening things to me, just realizing, all right, like, not only do you got to learn how to play, and like you said, figure out how to apply your talent within that, right, and find your success. But yeah, like what were some of your what were some of your best memories like playing football at college? You know, I, I think you know one of the questions I still get to this day, and I hear people always is how hard it is to handle the academic side and the athletic side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did better academically in college because I played football. Sure. And, you know, I think because of, okay, it's study tables, it's accountability, it's, um, you know, those things mm-hmm. that were just, you know, so, you know, I, I was, call it successful of, you know, I got my degree, I got out and, and stuff. But, um, you know, my, I would say, you know, my junior year, I was, um, you know, the NCC was, the premier league in, in college football, um, in division two. And that was by far my, you know, that was my best year. You know, I, I traveled as a freshman, which was a, as a red, after I redshirted and, you know, played a little bit as a freshman, my sophomore year, I did the same. And then my junior year I started and was, um, fortunate to be, you know, uh, all conference player there. And just like, okay, like this is, this is like the game just slowed down. Yeah. It just made so much more sense. It just, and you know, that was, that was the point in my career. I'm like, this is, and I specifically remember a few games. I had one of the better games when, when some of you idiots came for like hobo days one time and just, um, you know, and (laughs) so, you know, it was just, yeah. I mean, just to, it was, like I said, it was, uh, it, it, it was a part of what I did and, and kind of molded me and the things it taught me. And it was, mm-hmm. I was, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you hope your kids play college sports uh, or just yeah. get involved? I mean, that's a stupid question. I do. More I, I do. And you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> I have girl, girl, boy. And, yeah. um, do I hope that my, they're, they're, already in sports and pretty active in sports, but they're not, you know, like Taxon's four and a half and he loves to tackle and wrestle. Um, do I hope he plays football? Yeah, I do. And I, and am I fine with him playing it? Uh, I am. I think, you know, it's a different game than it used to be. And I'm fine with, you know, I think some of those changes in my opinion have been good. Um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't look at it and say, Oh, you're never playing football. Um, but it's, you know, so I hope he plays. I hope he, all my kids continue to. But you know, we we try to, like you've talked on your stuff. It's it's the balance between providing them the opportunity to do it without putting the pressure on them to do it. Yeah. And I don't. Um, I mean, Tadley was in third grade and played AAU basketball last summer, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but she loves it. Mm-hmm. She absolutely loves it. And it was a great situation. And she met, you know, so things like that are just kind of, you know, and my wife and I both played college sports. So we get that all the time. Like, 
oh, your kids, will, you know, what sport do you think they'll play? I don't even know if they will play. But um, sure, I hope they do because it's what it's part of who we are. And obviously with my wife's job, what she does every day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you got three kids. Why are you crazy? Why'd you have three? Is it <laughs> my the, wife is tricked it the Catholic me. in you? No, no. <laughs> um, which is probably another topic, but um, yeah. you know, Catholicism growing up there is is not is not my. Um, yeah, no, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah, from that side. So, um, no, it's. Uh, Why did you want three? I, like you had I, just walk me through that process. Did you want three initially, or did you? Um, I knew we wanted two. Yeah. Um, and you know, like you, I mean, we, I mean, I, we got married a little later. Mm -hmm. We, um, you know, as a lot of couples do, we struggled the first year with fertility and stuff. And I mean, not anything too crazy with a lot of people, but, um, and then it was like, okay, we, you know, we're, we had healthy kids, easy pregnancies. My wife, my wife would still have more to this day if I, if, if, you know, and I'm really? like, Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and so after having, um, the third and having girl, girl, boy for taxing, we had a emergency C-section and it was like oh, shit. where we're at in our life. And now the, I mean, it was a really <clears throat> scary deal. And you're just like, we're done. Um, so one of my claim to fames is, I mean, I scheduled my vasectomy from my wife's delivery room. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I grabbed the phone. That's and I'm incredible. Like, <laughs> we had a boy. We just went through this. Um, you know, we have three kids. And my wife's like, don't we need to talk about this? I'm like, uh, "You, we can talk about it all you want, but I'm getting on the schedule. Um, so, which which brings up another topic, by the way. It's it's one of them of my le- on my notes that oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all hands on deck. Like from from my as close as we are, all of us um, guys that grew up together. I think I'm the only one that's had a vasectomy, and it floors me that all of you say you're that you're done having kids, but you haven't had this procedure. Yeah, no, I mean it's definitely something I hope to do. Uh, when is it? First weekend of April. Uh, is masters. That, is that when the Masters weekend is? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yep. I would very much like to get that done this year. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean I'm done. Right. Like we. I mean, you know, like we um, we had an oops caboose. Right. Jen got pregnant. Yep. You know, would have been six years behind Jocelyn. You know, unfortunately we lost the baby and I think we, we both just decided like, look, we're probably done at this point. So yeah, like I think the smart thing so would be to just knock that out. <laughs> and you weren't, and you were kind of leaning towards being done at that point before the oops. Correct. I was, I think she was always kind of like, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if we had another one, which it wouldn't be right. And uh, you know, sure. when, when we got pregnant, I got, super excited about it like yeah let's hey we're gonna have a third like this will be awesome and and that's my question i mean you've had one of each and then you have you know um a pregnancy and it's like did that you know going through that is i mean we my wife had a miscarriage and you know Mm -hmm. not as as late but it's you know it's it's not a 
obviously easy, fun thing as a couple, as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, it like you said, it kind of energized you or rejuvenated the thought of like, okay, we're going to have this. And, you know, so, I mean, that was kind of always a question that I didn't want to overstep is like, so does that make you want to turn around and say, let's, let's try for another one. Or, you know, this wasn't in our hands to make this ultimate decision and go from there. Or, you know, what kind of what that thought process was. Oh, that's a good question. Um, it obviously sparked the discussion more and more, right? Like, do we want to do this again? And I think, look, it was just, uh, for us, I think it was a matter of circumstance that Jocelyn was just now going into school, right? And Jen had stayed home with both Jocelyn and Jackson, right? And wasn't working and essentially, you know, had put her career on hold and, you know, we had made sacrifices so that she could do that. And it's like, look, is this, is that something we want to do or would we rather um, just kind of get on with our life and start thinking about whatever that next step might be? Um, and look, like my age, shit, Brandon, I didn't want, like, I don't want to have a kid when I'm 42 years old, right? Like, that's that's insane sure. to me, right? Like, my, I know my dad did it, right? And uh, and so did my mom, right? Uh, you know, and Justin's fine, by all accounts. Um, <laughs> it's debatable, yeah. I guess, at the same time. Right, um, right. He's still 12, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of, like, I was going to bring that up when he was on. Like, I remember vividly when you would come over to my house and you would like throw him across the living room into the couch oh. when he was just like two years old. Yeah. Just toss him. <laughs> like, he loved it. Like 15 feet into a couch. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know if your mom. No, they had no idea that was occurring. She, yeah. And any parent would not allow that. No. Yeah. So no, like being 42, it's like, God, do I want to have a kid and like have it graduate when I'm 60 years old? But, you know, just in, I mean, I look at my parents and in your, I mean, the days of still happens, but a lot of them were, you know, married at 20 and having kids by 22, 24. I mean, yeah. that's just not, I mean, that's, that's less common than it used to be. For um, sure. For know, sure. But, but, you know, so I, I do, I see a lot more older people having kids, whether they're establishing careers or doing whatever it is, traveling yeah. or but, um, but I will say, you know, with our third, I mean, the whole like geriatric pregnancy, I mean, is, makes you feel like you're, um, you know, like you shouldn't even be in there doing this. Um, mm-hmm. you're fortunate cause your wife's younger 21 yep. now. Um, <laughs> so you something know, like that. No, she's outstanding. But. Yeah. No. So I- yeah. It's, I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, it's a thing you think about. And, I, you know, the other part was, you know, we were we both just kind of, like, had a long discussion about it. And we're like, you know, we're happy with our family, right? Like, we don't feel incomplete. We don't feel like we need sure. more. Um, and we kind of want, but you know, this is not, like, a slight to our kids by any stretch of the imagination. But, like, we kind of want to continue to move on and, like, see what the next stage of life is. Right, as opposed to being in the child rearing stage for you know twenty five, thirty years, you know what right. I mean? For um, sure. And you know, and obviously, I think 
<laughs> subconsciously we filled that void with two human sized dogs. <laughs> so, which is, I mean, and, and you guys talked about it, like, um, with several other guests with Nick and stuff that, you know, parenting's not easy. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in today's day and age, and it's, um, it's a challenge. And, you know, I think it's every parent and every kid has their, their challenge and their circumstances. And it's, um, obviously if you, the more kids you add, I mean, just it's the numbers that whether it's health or whether it's yeah. issues with, you know, I mean, you, it increases your risk and, yeah. you know, not, not to say don't have kids because of it, but it's the reality of it. Right. And not that it would have happened again, right. That, that we would have lost another one. Um, but I think we said, I believe we, you know, we talked about like, look, if we're going to do it again, we're only going to do it once more. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then part of me was like, well, if that's how we feel, like, then we probably shouldn't even do it. Then are we forcing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why why are we even trying if we're only going to give it like one more shot? Right. Like, clearly we don't necessarily like have that desire to have one. Otherwise we would just keep trying. And we would go through if all you that have, pain. If you would have had two boys or two girls, do you think that would increase your chances of trying again? Um. So my immediate answer is no. Just because of, like, I remember Nick. We've had this conversation with Nick. Right? I'm sure, I feel like I feel like you've been there where we, you know, oh, yeah. we've all asked him, like, yep. you know, you want to drive for a boy? And his answer, like, always struck me so perfectly. It's like, it's not about having a boy. You're having another child. Boy or girl. And, like, do you want another child? And it's like, if you do, great, go for it. You know, you might be like Chuck and have yeah. three girls or three boys. Well, one of my friends that I played with in college has five girls. Um, all because they're trying for a boy? Um, I mean, maybe not that blatant, but obviously, um, that was, and and he tried everything, (laughs) like Googled everything from Chinese calendars. Um, and I hope he, I'm going to send this to him, make sure he listens. Um, and he'll love that. And actually like did read about like the temperature of sperm Mm -hmm. and literally iced his balls one time, um, before, you know, having coitus. So like would ice them. So it would, I mean, literally tried everything. And, and we're like, well, you've had four girls. There's no way you're going to have another one. That's crazy. Um, and yep. Five girls. And so. see, like, and if that's what you're, yeah, I just, I wouldn't want to try because you're trying to have a specific sex. And then when it comes out, you're disappointed. It, you know, and it's such a, until you're a parent, I'm so excited for Justin. I, I was listening to that last podcast and couldn't help but to giggle because I'm like, you have no idea Mm-mm. what you're in for. I mean, your head's going to be spinning and yeah. you're clueless and I love it. Um, Cause we've all been there, for but sure. you know, and I had two girls and I couldn't imagine my life. I mean, if I would have had three girls, who cares? I mean, I, yeah. I truly, you know, look at it and I'm like, sure. Like there's things that Taxton does that, um, I mean, cause boys are different and you know, 100%. we have more things broken in our house in four years than we ever did, you know, so they're just different and it, and we welcome it, but 
I wouldn't say we had a third kid just to be like, all right, here we go. Got to have a boy. Yeah. Um, the fact that it was a boy was like awesome, but it wasn't. No. You know. Right. Yeah. So you weren't trying for a boy. You just wanted another kid. Um, my wife did. Nice. And I did too. I mean, I was fine with it. It's not like I was like, no way. Um, but after this, after the third one, I was just like, we have, we were fortunate with that. We've had three healthy kids. We've got, you know, everything we need, you know, I'm, I am done. And, and I look at it now, it's a challenge that I'm 43 and Taxon's four um, and almost five. It'll be five before two. And, it's like, I always, I want to be the one that's doing stuff with him. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I come home from work and he's like, dad, let's wrestle. And I'm just like, I don't want him wrestle. Yeah. I, 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 but, um, but I know. She can't say no. You know what I mean? I like... and, and, and my oldest, like, she'll still sit on my lap and just like, dad, let's watch TV and sit with me. I'm like, she's almost 10. She'll be 10 in two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, these days are numbered. Yeah. Um, you know, so soak it in. And yeah, so I, I hope I, you know, I can't wait to hear Justin's stories and um, for us to, the, you know, especially now of having, cause they, it does it. Yes. I have three, but even the last year it's gotten so much easier. I mean, mostly because my oldest basically takes care of them all anyway, but yeah. um, you know, we're, we don't have diapers. We don't have naps. We don't have, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, what you- it is. It, we're in the, you know, we're in the Goldilocks zone, right? For sure. Where the kids aren't old enough, but they're not young enough. You know, they're just the right age where you enjoy them. They enjoy you. They're still fun, right? Like they still want to hang out with mom and dad and have fun with you guys. And it's, it's a fleeting moment, right? Cause the first four or five years are just fucking hard. Yeah. You know, and especially like in your all situation, like your wife, you know, traveling so much during the winter and, you know, you're kind of like a single parent at that point, essentially, you know, it's like that, that's just hard. That's a hard time um, for any parent, you know, tack on that situation. So like to have them at this spot where they're cool, right? Like you like hanging out with them. They like hanging out with you. Like it's, you have to enjoy it because yeah, for you, you know, you're two, three years away from, her not wanting to hang out. <laughs> right. And Tadley's already, I mean, she's to the point that she gets embarrassed by me, which I love. Um, Cause that means I'm doing something right. But um, you know, that, that stage has absolutely already happened. I mean, that's so, your wheelhouse. Uh, oh, for sure. Yep. Embarrassing um, people. <laughs> yep. It is. It's good. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It keeps us, it's busy. Um, you know, the summer went by so fast with, you know, both girls playing softball and, mm-hmm. and AAU basketball, and it's just – it's a lot, but yeah. I wouldn't trade it. No. No, hell no. So, I can't wait to hear um, – so, obviously, keep us updated on uh, – December on 9th, yeah. You'll know. You'll know. I'll let everybody cool. know. Yeah. Um, you got any other notes you want to discuss, brother? Um, oh, you know – just rapid fire. A yeah. couple real quick things. Fire. Um, State fair, never been. I know you hit on that early. Never been. Mentioned um, you about quick. that. Have you been to the state fair before you were in college? No. Okay. 
So that's my point is, you know, growing up, we never went yeah. to the state fair. We were in fall camp for football and then, you know, playing college football. I was never had the opportunity nope. to go to state fair. And then yep. I lived in South Dakota. So why would I go? And then, yep. but I need to, and then I have had young kids and it's like 110 and humid and I don't want to go, but I will go one of these days. So that's that. Um, I don't think you're missing anything. Okay. I'm on your side, um, right? Like I, I agree. I, and I, I acknowledged like I, you know, when you first threw that out, I thought it was super weird. And I think we all were kind of a little, huh, that's strange. But the more I thought about it, it's like, well, yeah, no, we had, we never went in high school. Then you left. Sure. So like, and now you don't, I mean, you don't live in the Metro. Why, you know, who comes up for this? Unless you have like a couch right. show. True. But I get you. Um, I'm on your side. Okay. Um, you're, uh. Um, you were right, correcting Justin on the um, MSU Minnesota State System versus the University of Minnesota systems are completely different. So I thought um, that was good. Good Thanks. job. Appreciate um, that. Appreciate you. Um, what else? I, I had a few other things and notes that it was just kind of interesting, but I think that's kind of that's it for now. Yeah, you'll be back on. I got more. We have more stories, without a doubt. Um, yeah, man. No, I. For you know, obviously, you know. Thanks for taking. I got one last question yes. for you. What since doing this? Mm -hmm. What's one thing that you would you do different with it? That you wish you'd do different, or that you change with it in its early stages? With this, I don't know. Yeah. Not Is there any... anything you're like, boy, I messed up on that, or I would have done that? Besides having me on earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than making sure you're the first guest. Um, no, I mean, honestly, no. Right. Like I, I feel like as I've mentioned a couple of times, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, I'm learning as I go. Right. And it's just, well, I, okay. Uh, let me rewind. I think if I were to do anything differently, I would have started it a while ago. I would have gotten over That's my fair. like fucking anxiety of doing this and people being like oh god that's terrible or you're an idiot or which which is crazy that you had the anxiety or the you know you've had it because because the the makeup of what your pod is is literally I us know. buddies just bsing but i get it it's still well more to it and and i think you know, look like it took me a while to figure that out right like if i'm being honest like i didn't think of that 10 years ago and just never do it um sure i i always knew i wanted to do it i had to figure out what i wanted to be you know what i wanted it to be that like meant something to me other than just doing it for the sake of doing it um and this was like super important right because like how often do we get on the phone and talk hardly ever unless for we sure. have a question about something you know you know if i have yep. a question to you about you know your blackstone or something like that right like we'll call but otherwise like we're not like calling and talking um and the same goes for everybody, right? Like, I don't call Nick. I don't call Chuck. You know, and we, we maybe get together two, three times a year. Right. Outside of Well, life. and I think it's, I think it's um, you know, forces us to have these conversations like the one where you guys were pregnant. And, you know, I've always wondered that, and I didn't yeah. want to overstep my bounds. But, no. um, you know, uh, the last couple points is, you know, a Blackstone and the Smoker is by far the best combo you could possibly have. Um, yep. So highly recommend that. Can't um, wait. It's on, yep. it's on my Christmas list. 
come through Santa. Good. Good. Um, and uh, I think that's, you know, I, I think it's, this, this is good. It's been fun. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other topics and just forcing us to uh, have those conversations. And, yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I think it's cool because when I, especially, you know, all of us going to college, everyone says college is going to meet your best friends. And I think it's yeah. super cool to this day. Um, you know, and I, and I have good friends from college. You do too. We all do. But, um, you know, our, our high school friends that we grew up with and, yeah. and that, you know, that we've been friends for 30 plus years is, I mean, are my boys. So it's, it's pretty cool, man. hundred so. percent, dude. And so whatever we can do to like make sure we all stay connected more and more, you know, I'm all about it. Obviously I hope everybody else is too. So, um, yeah, you know, I, again, thanks for agreeing to be on and telling, you know, the infamous Butlin story, uh, that that's, I mean, if that doesn't spike, you know, listens, I don't know what would, you know, like nothing tops yeah. that. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> I mean, and that, that clearly will do it. I'm but, not smart um, enough to, out, to outshine. Butlin. And, and I hope, and I hope if people judge like the people involved in the Butlin story, it's not, it's obviously not me. It's Nick for eating it. Yeah. It's all his fault. Okay. hundred percent. You know, I mean, we've had, you we, never, you we never, all questioned what went through your head, but I think we got over it because, you know, what went through my head was my itchy butt crack. Yeah. No, I justify it now. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You um, got an itch, but you got an itch and itchy butt. There's no way around. You never it. asked me what I was drinking. I, well, you know, <laughs> You're just really inconsistent what with you, some of this stuff. Well, so I saw what you were drinking. Because, <laughs> um, we're, you know, we're doing <laughs> okay. What is there anything in there? Uh, no. Yeah. Nope. So that's why I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to, like, put you on. Like, look, and this is one of the things that's, like, awesome about, like, being friends with people, right? Is, like, I know you will drink, but I also know you're not just, like, that's eh, fucking Thursday. I'm going to have like four or five drinks like that. That's just not who you are. So I'm not going to like right. throw that on you and make you feel bad about that. Cause sure. some people would. Right. And I, I don't know. It's just like, fuck, yeah, fuck you that. wouldn't make me feel bad. I don't really I know. Care. I, and um, that's obviously the exactly. About, you've never felt bad about it. Right. Like you've never apologized yeah. for it and you know, you don't have to, like, we don't fucking care. Right. And so I was right. just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I figured you probably weren't. So I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> I probably could have just to kind of celebrate this as being on, but um, well, next time you're I'd on, rather... I'm gonna fucking ask you, and you better have a drink in your hand. Well, I have a drink, but I'll have an alcoholic, an alcoholic drink in, drink my in hand your next hand. Time. <laughs> you got your you got yourself a deal. All right, man. Well, again, hey, love you, brother. I love you too, fun. man. Thanks for being on. It means the world. Um, and for everybody listening, I appreciate it. You know. Like, share, subscribe, do all that crap. Um, but yeah, and everybody else, until next time, be good.